A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. People think of handstands as being this super advanced pose, which it is, but it's so much more. And I've taught people how to handstand and seen how it's transformed their life. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Laura podcast which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga. From my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement, my mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so that together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today, I discuss why I love the handstand and why a handstand can change your life. So please tune in whether you've ever been on your hands or not, because I might just convince you why you should try it. Enjoy. This is the big movement of getting your weight onto your hands, but there's also a real movement that happens in your brain mapping and in your spirit. People think of handstands as being this super advanced pose, which it is, but it's so much more. And I've taught people how to handstand and seen how it's transformed their life. So let me begin first by talking about my journey into handstands. I had been practicing yoga for about 10 years and had really never seen anybody do a handstand in yoga until my brother came onto the scene. My triple brother, John, who's been on another episode and will be on many, is also a physical therapist. And he loves, 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 loves anything sporty, anything using his body. He has um, this amazing control over his body. And he has also been really into movement and sports since a young age. So when I started teaching yoga, John had moved up to Princeton, New Jersey to be closer to me and gotten a job. Um, as a physical therapist, and started coming to the place where I was teaching yoga. He had never practiced yoga either. I had only been practicing for maybe a year and a half, and I told him to come into a class. So after a while, he agreed to it. And I remember it was a packed class, and he got smack in the middle of the class and started, you know, he's, I can't even, I'm like picturing it right now, but he was so serious. He was so, 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 so determined in his practice, even though he'd never, ever done a yoga pose before. Um, he took everything I said and, and tried to transfer it into his body. And I remember him in the middle of all the class. He's like six, almost six, four, uh, long legs and arms and trying to hold this tree pose um, and just like 
just waving in his branches all over. Then flash forward to about a year later, and this guy just kind of took yoga and, you know, went full throttle, as a lot of people do. He discovered the Ashtanga primary series and was dedicating two to three hours of practice every day. He was then going to the second series and and just his practice became extraordinary to watch. It was like watching, you know, um, an acrobat. I mean, he had always been a runner and been mobile, but not necessarily super flexible. And he became super flexible and super strong. And he would be you know, in a forward fold, like Paschimottanasana, and then press his hands into the floor and just like pike up to a handstand. And I just, my mouth was open. I'm like, what? I've never seen anything like this. So I would, he started teaching yoga um, and he started teaching an Ashtanga-like uh, practice. He didn't stick to exactly the the series as it is, but started adding a little vinyasa, like the way I taught. And whenever I would take his class, he would he would offer advanced poses and, and transitions and no one could do them. And it was just frustrating because I'm like, wait a second, I, I'm never going to be able to do that. And I think probably many of you out there who've taken a yoga class and have seen if it's new to you or if you've seen other people practicing in, in ways that you couldn't, it sometimes can be frustrating, even though that shouldn't be what it's about. Um, it was more that I was... I was just perplexed at the fact that he had just come and kind of, in my mind, mastered this this practice in ways that I had not even come close to doing. And what was interesting is he was so strong and integrated in his body early on that he could press into handstand. Um, he, I don't think he ever lifted off of one leg. He always just would lean into his hands and press, which means essentially your feet float up and with your legs together, not straddle press, but together, he would pike up. And it was unbelievable. So the issue with that is that he would he would try and encourage me to do that. He'd be like, oh, you just, I remember him going, yeah, you just lean into your hands and your feet will come off. And then I see him like <laughs> slurp up and Uddiyana Bana, Mula Bana, everything. And, and I was, I couldn't even, you know, imagine getting a big toe off the floor. And so in my head, I thought, you know, F this, I'm never going to be able to do a handstand. And then go forward maybe another, maybe another year. And I remember after the birth of my son, getting more integrated in my body, I'd had, you know, this was my second pregnancy. And then I'd had some stuff. I had an inguinal hernia. I had an operation. I was trying to get back in touch with my core. So I started doing some core stuff that I was doing with my um, neurologically impaired patients, which I've referred to in some other episodes. And then I just thought in my mind, if I'm teaching these guys to get on their hands and they don't even have the full strength and muscle a muscle memory and brain mapping to do that, then why can't I develop brain mapping for getting on my hands and getting my feet off the floor in a handstand? And I I vividly remember waking up one morning and being like, F this, I'm going to teach myself how to handstand. And I, you know, two months prior to that, I was pretty much resolved that I would never handstand and that was fine. And I wasn't a big headstander either. That never felt good on my head. And I'll, I'll reference why I don't practice headstands and I really never teach them. So I wasn't into any kind of arm balancing per se. I don't even think at that 
point I was practicing Pincham Mayarasana on forearm balance either. So this all kind of inspired me to get on my hands more in all ways. So that was when I was about third, almost 36 years old. So imagine I had never, ever done a handstand in my life, you know, maybe as a fall through in a cartwheel, but I had not done gymnastics. I, I was graceful because I had done some dance, but I was not an acrobat or any, had any idea of how to get on my hands. So I just started with getting on my hands in very simple ways. And this is how I teach and how I encourage people. And now having taught it for over, over 12 years and seeing thousands of people getting up on their hands. And I'm not talking like all the way up vertical, but even catching airtime, even getting on their hands in the weight shifting aspect. It's, it's a, something that I will always teach. I, I feel so strongly about it. And I remember when I first opened up my public studio, I had had a home studio for about eight years. And I opened up the public studio and I would hear little kind of whisperings um, from other people, you know, who, who would tell me, you know, third hand or something. Well, people want to try your studio. They, they know you're a physical therapist and they hear your stuff is awesome, but they don't know how to handstand. Or they'd say, yeah, um, one of my friends wants to come in, but she's afraid that um, everybody's going to be so good because they're handstanding. And I was like, what? How are we giving off the impression that you have to handstand to come into my studio or that um, that everyone's going to learn how to handstand. And I, I remember after about a year thinking, uh, maybe I should just, and in my first original yoga yoga stream logo, I'm in a handstand. My my legs form the top of the Y and my body is the, the base of the Y um, because it's that, that's how strongly I feel about this pose, how, how much I love it and how much it it moves energy in the body and potential in your spirit and your and your belief in yourself. Um, however, I started to doubt maybe that I should not, kind of like lay off the handstand talk and not even language it anywhere in our in our you know uh, yoga studio messaging or class descriptions. And I remember my marketing person, who was also a good friend, said, "No." This is what you believe. Stand tall in your belief and don't waver. If somebody has a problem with you know, learning about handstands or thinking that your studio is just about handstands, then that says much more about that person's you know, own security and stuff. So I really appreciate um, Michelle who, who told me to like stand the line. And I did because when the, anybody comes into our studio, they'll see very quickly that no one is forced to do a handstand and we only talk about getting on your hands because getting on your hands is so important. I'll tell you why in a few minutes, so stay with me. Um, but so the handstands, I taught myself and I always say to people, I learned like if you can imagine me drawing a circle, like I learned this way in terms of that's my route. But now I teach this way, which is basically a straight line. So I, I teach in a much more direct and succinct way than I did when my, I learned. Because when I was learning, there was trial and error. Like this works, this doesn't. I kind of knew from the beginning that it didn't feel good when I would try and kick up with the top leg. But I didn't understand that wouldn't be a good idea. I, I probably did it a little bit, but I never 
I never taught specifically not to do it until a few years later when I would see it was so instinctive for people to try and kick up their top leg. So um, I came up with these ABCs of handstands and I'm going to share them with you now. So even though we're not doing a video where you can see me, you can imagine me talking about this. And I do have some online stuff about this as well on um, different channels, but imagine this. A, B, C. So A is alignment. The alignment of handstand is an upside down Tadasana, or as I like to say, Tadasana is an upside down handstand. You are in the same position you are in your Tadasana. And that's why your Tadasana is really important to investigate and look at um, the alignment of the spine and the pelvis. And because that's really how you'll take yourself up into a handstand. So you want this neutral spine, which is um, honoring all the curves of the body, but not any over-exaggeration of them. You want a neutral pelvis. Um, you want the shoulders really stacked in line and not rounding shoulder, uh, rounding forward. And then finally, the neck is long. So the sides of the neck are long. The chin is not jutting out in our kind of text neck um, format. And then you take that upside down. So the hands would then be on the ground. So the B is base. So you want to have the hands, that's your base. That's all you have on the floor. And you want the hands under the shoulders. If you have them wider than that, which people will do for more stability, you're going to limit yourself in, in the control. And ultimately, it's not the best kind of lineup of your shoulders anyway. You really want your shoulders right on top of the wrist. And then you'll lean into the hands and get the wrist beyond a 90 degrees to get up off um, your feet. The C is, of course, core because core is everything. Your core is your life and your core is what is going to move you through life. And that connection to core is so important. And when people are not connected to core, they can't really move through space as efficiently or as effectively and spiritually too, right? I really believe in the spiritual connection between your physical and your um, spiritual core. And when you're integrated in the core, you move in a literal and spiritual way with lightness and with grace. And so holding your core together, meaning everything around the outer pelvis all the way to the outer shoulders, and then including under the pelvis, the pelvic floor and through the body, every, everything that's stuffed in there in that circumference, that container, that's your core. And it has to be co-activated, meaning all sides of it are active enough that you hold you hold your line, just like uh, we want to do in life um, when there's a question and about how we should respond and we want to hold our line. So it's the same idea there. So those are the initial ABCs. Then there's D, which is don't kick the top leg. And this gets back to what I was saying. I've learned after witnessing so many people over the years who are eager to kick that top leg that it's just a very quick fix, but not the right way to do it, right? So sometimes we're so eager to quote unquote, get the pose or get the whatever it is we're doing um, in life. We, we don't have patience. And it's a very, I, I say, learning how to handstand is a wonderful antidote to our Western mentality of quick and, um, you know, that quick fix of something or that instant gratification. Um, you won't be instantly gratified most likely, but that's actually the beautiful thing about handstands. So 
Let's talk about that. The other benefits of handstands. Handstands physically are going to benefit your core. They're going to benefit your arm strength. They're going to benefit your alignment, your awareness, because inversions don't lie. If you're upside down, you cannot rely on um, poor posture or poor alignment because you'll fall. You won't be able to hold yourself. So it's a real truth teller. So physically, it's a great truth teller. But spiritually and emotionally and mentally, it is as well because it really brings up your SHIT. Like if you get frustrated really easily, I've had people who almost kind of like quit yoga because they couldn't get a handstand. And I think it just brings you face to face with some of our your stuff, right? Whether it's fear, I can't, everybody says, oh my gosh, Laura. So I almost can get into a handstand, but I really am scared. And everyone thinks they're the only one. And actually, that's that's what I hear the most. I would say 98% of the people have some kind of fear. And it's fear of the unknown more than anything. Because if you really think about it, like what's going to happen? You're just leaning onto your hands. You're not going to, you know, run into a concrete wall or fall four flights or something. It's It's not actually, it shouldn't be that scary. I don't want to take away a real feeling from people, but bring that stuff up and then investigate it. It's just new. Is it just that it's new and you're not good at it, quote unquote, and that makes you mad and you only like to do things that you're quote unquote good at? Well, I think that's awesome. Like it's pretty it's pretty great to be a novice at something and and not let it have, you know, be successful right away. So, I think for um, for the emotional and mental part of it, it's it makes you more disciplined. And it makes you look at yourself and observe what comes up. If you're angry, if you're fearful, if you're impatient, you know, like I've had people, okay, I want to get a handstand by the time I'm blah, 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 30 years old or something. And they're going to be 30 in two months. And it's like, okay, well, I love these kind of noble goals and it's great to have goals, but it's also good to kind of ask yourself, like, why do you have to have a timeline? is because then that's just you're checking off a box. A handstand is so much more than that. It's it's a it's a movement. And so it is a movement in every way, your physical way, your spirit way, your mental way. And if there's something that is going to prevent you from getting into a handstand, then I honor that. I really do. There are people that maybe it's just not going to be a pose that they want to ever do because of something in their body or Going upside down is not good if they have, you know, I've had people with pacemakers or for some kind of, you know, there's, there's physiological reasons and there might be mental reasons too. And we want to honor those, but it could be a way of moving through your mental blocks. It really, really could. And again, when I talk about a handstand, I'm talking about getting on, like standing on your hands. That doesn't mean a perfectly vertical line handstand. It's just the pathway, the steps of getting there. So it's going to brighten your spirit. It's going to give you more confidence. I have a story of many different people who have just changed something in their life in a pretty profound way, merely working on handstands because it opened up this horizon of potential. You know, like sometimes it's like, oh, you get to a certain age. Well, 
Like if, like if I was 30, 35 and I'm like, oh, I'm never going to do a handstand. Well, in a way, by saying that, I've just like shut down other possibilities and not just physical, right? Just also, well, I'm 35, I'm too old to learn a foreign language or dot, 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 I'm too old to change my job. Or we create all these measurements and then we also create a lot of, I guess, boxes for lack of a better um, idea, but just that we, we, we can't break out of. And so by learning how to do something that's different, which is being on your hands, because we aren't born to walk on our hands per se, although people do, by, by learning to do that, it, it is breaking us out of the box of what we perceive we can do. And, and so I encourage you all to try, try getting on your hands. First, start off just in quadruped on all fours and lift your knees up and kind of hover and get that weight bearing through the hands. Strength-wise, you're going to get so much um, activation around the shoulder and the shoulder blade, around the rib cage, um, in, in that wonderful muscle called the serratus anterior, which is my favorite muscle. It's um, connection; It connects the ribs to the scapula, and it really stabilizes the, the scapula on the rib cage. Um, and it helps so much with weight-bearing. So quadruped, plank, all of these are forms of getting on your hands. So you are standing on your hands, even with the feet on the ground. And then doing things like a standing split slash standing L shape where you're putting more weight on the hands. And then doing little hops where you're putting even more weight. So you catch little pockets of time where you are in a handstand. And all of these are great ways of strengthening your body, moving in a different way, inverting, which is giving you a more cardiovascular demand. So you'll feel your heart rate lift. It's great for the serotonin. Um, They've shown that, you know, inversion tables actually promote the serotonin um, for the reuptake and inhibit, you know, like for getting happier, basically the happy hormones. And so it does make you happy. Like I always say the handstand smile. No one ever comes up after I've spotted them a handstand and has a blank look on the face. It's a smile, a glow, a glitter, a spark in the eyes and a spark in the spirit. So I hope this little introduction to why I am so in love with handstands will inspire you to perhaps think about doing them or at least stay even more encouraged if you're already practicing them and you haven't yet kind of gotten the handstand don't think about getting it. I'm not sure you ever get it. You know, it's like even when I'm upside down and I'm holding it for a long time, I'm just present and I'm thinking about just being there. And and you have those moments. Um, maybe you'll have them for one second and then maybe eventually you'll have them for a minute. And it's wonderful just to be in that moment. And that's how our body is. It helps us move into the present moment and appreciate that. So appreciate the journey, appreciate your body, appreciate the movement in your body and your spirit and send me some messages and let me know what you think if you're inspired to get handstanding. Have a wonderful day. Love to you from me.